The following text is the brief testimony of a young Muslim's conversion to Jesus Christ. He gets straight to the point. It emerges from his testimony that the beliefs of Islam about Christ must be compared with the Bible, especially the New Testament. We wish everyone a good read. Since my birth, I was steeped in Muslim culture. From the age of 12, I began to practice Islam, the religion of my country and of my family, while severely condemning Christianity. My goal was then to resemble, or rather to imitate as much as possible Muhammad, the founder of Islam. I fasted often, I spent a lot of time in the mosque, the place of prayer of the Muslim, and read the Quran every day, their holy book. Praying to Allah five times a day, turning towards Mecca, was a daily exercise of faith and sincerity. My religious fervor was growing during Ramadan. I dreamed of one day being able to take a trip to Mecca, the holy place of Islam, the supreme experience for the Muslim. My faith would have reached its peak. At the when I was 18, I came to France to study physics, chemistry and mathematics at the University of Caen. There I was contacted for the first time by a Christian woman who ran a Bible booth at the University Canteen. I wasn't hoping for more, because finally I had the opportunity to preach Islam to a Christian. Until then, I didn't know anything about the Bible other than that it was falsified, according to what I had learned as a Muslim. Islam had taught me that Christians made Jesus the Son of God, and to me that was no more and no less than unforgivable blasphemy. So I didn't even dare let that idea cross my mind, for that would have been my eternal condemnation. In addition, the Quran states this, say, there is one God, he is not begotten, and he has not been begotten, and he has no equal. Surah 112. Thus, the sonship of Jesus and his divinity were swept away at the same time. Jesus was for me only a simple man, a prophet certainly, but created of dust just like Adam. It must be added that everything the Bible affirms, such as original sin, the Trinity, divine love, salvation by grace, was foreign to me. However, my religion required me to believe that the Bible was the Word of God, without taking its teaching seriously. To explain this paradox, Islam claims that the Bible has been falsified by Jews and Christians and that it is therefore impossible to access the true text. I simply believed this assertion without ever having verified it. Time passed, and I attended a few church meetings. It has helped me understand the gospel of salvation. The love of God, manifested at the cross, had overwhelmed me, I who knew only one sovereign God, mighty, without any indulgence for the sinner. When I was told about this love, I had tears in my eyes, but I still remained sure that Islam was the right and the best way. Nevertheless, a violent fight had broken out within me. So I decided to study and compare the Bible and the Quran. As I read I realized that the Bible was something other than what I pictured, and especially that the image that I had of Jesus was completely false. From abroad, Jesus became for me a unique man. Who, like him, consoled the poor, welcomed rejected men, healed the wounds of all the oppressed? Who, like him, spoke with simplicity and beauty of God who loves the unfortunate and takes the side of the humiliated? But above all, who, like him, revealed to God the Father of all those who place their trust in him? After the research, I began to have doubts about the falsification of the Bible, but I still could not believe neither in the Trinity, nor in the divine sonship of Jesus, let alone in his crucifixion. Indeed, Islam simply denies that Jesus was crucified. Another thing that kept me from believing was my family. To convert and to leave Islam is to deny one's family, one's homeland. The price seemed too high to me. Versus was always the side where my family, my friends were, that tipped in the balance. At the end of two years, I had come to no longer bear to hear about the gospel, it frustrated me so much. If I chatted with friends, it always ended in arguments. Although I refused the gospel, I enjoyed spending time with the pastor's family. Monday August 5th was a day like so many others at home. 
Of course, I still had to hear the gospel. It was getting harder and harder to resist the love of Christ, but this time I decided it was too much, and I never wanted to hear from Jesus Christ again. I insisted that they take me home. To calm myself down, I picked up the Quran and began to read it. The words came out of my lips, but my heart remained dry, unlike usual. So I decided to sleep. It was two in the morning. In my bed, I began to pray to Allah, as I did every night, but emptiness surrounded me as much as silence. Despite everything I tried, I couldn't find that peace of heart that I wanted so much right now. Suddenly, pushed by an invisible force, I cried out, God, whoever you are, reveal yourself to me. It was then that the name of Jesus began to resonate in my head, then in my whole being. The presence of Jesus imposed itself with unheard of clarity. Is that you, Jesus? I asked, when I was absolutely not thinking about it. My body was shaking. If it is you Jesus, I accept you, I added. The feeling that came over me at that moment is indescribable. I knew that Jesus is really from another world, from the world of God. But I couldn't resign myself to it. Also, immediately after, I started shouting, no, 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 because I realized that I said something that was going to turn my life upside down. But I couldn't run away from the name of Jesus, the presence of Jesus had invaded the room. I staggered down the stairs to phone the pastor. It was 2.15am when, trembling, I automatically dialed his number. I absolutely have to talk to the pastor, I said to his wife. I didn't give any details as to why I was asking them to come see me in the middle of the night. They told me later that by the tone of my voice they thought I was having a nervous breakdown. I was sitting at the back of the room when they arrived. Seeing the pastor, I jumped into his arms. He quickly asked me what was going on. In tears, I replied, I must accept Jesus in my life. I was then so moved that I had no more strength in my legs, I myself leaned against the pastor to go to his office. Once I was seated, he repeated his question to me because he did not understand my request. I told him again that I wanted to accept Jesus Christ into my life. Hearing this, a smile lit up the pastor's face, and it took a great effort not to jump into my arms. I knew the plan of salvation so well, but now I wanted it to become a reality in my life. The pastor asked me if I believed Jesus to be the Son of God and the true God. Yes, I believe so, I replied. Do you believe, Jamel, that Christ died on the cross for your sins, and that He rose to assure you eternal life in Him? Yes, I believe it. To all who received Him, continued the pastor, to those who believe in His name, He gave the power to become His children. Do you think He can make you His child? Oh yes, I believe it. We knelt in prayer, and I received Jesus Christ into my life, as my Savior and my Master. What peace flooded my heart, a peace I had never known before. I finally spoke to God as my Heavenly Father, and that thanks to Jesus who was crucified and risen for me. I did not mention the problem of sin during this testimony. But I have to do it now so that everyone understands that this is the crux of the matter in any religion. How can a defiled, wicked, unworthy man stand before God? The feeling of evil has always tormented me. My efforts to meet God's requirements were in vain. How could I have obtained forgiveness for unspeakable offenses? Only Jesus Christ could make the unthinkable become possible. May God open His arms to welcome me in His grace and His love. Notes Following this testimony, we recall that we do not convert to Christianity but to Jesus Christ. It is Jesus the Messiah who forgives and delivers from sin, it is He who justifies and glorifies, it is He who gives the Holy Spirit and the status of child of God to all those who ask Him, again it is Jesus Christ who is the faithful shepherd of all who come to Him. It is membership in Jesus Christ that makes a man a Christian, not membership in a Christian church. 
In other words, be sure to establish a relationship of trust with the risen Christ and seated at the right hand of the Father in the most high places, it is He who gives you eternal life in the paradise of God. This relationship is taught to you in the Gospels and New Testament epistles. May God bless you abundantly.